This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories and watch it. My God. <laughs> You're so vicious, so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's a lie. That's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hoe. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Oh, uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of... The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? Oh, it is the month of May. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing well. You know that you know I haven't. I would say that I haven't seen you in quite a while, but you know because of internet podcasting magic, we just hit stop and hit record right again, <laughs> and we're gonna keep the train a rolling. But you know, I will say, I will say, uh, wrestling's fun. Uh, that's all I do. Uh, Zelda's out. That's all I play. Uh, I pretty much have disowned my family to to play Zelda for the foreseeable future, but I still make the time to press pause and uh, do a podcast about pro wrestling. How are you? I'm great. Uh, I have a fucking migraine, but, uh, you know, I'm dealing with it and we're having fun. Uh, (laughs) Next weekend, I have to do a 14. I have to do well. I have to do two 14 hour drives, but I have to drive 14 hours with all my work equipment to the state of Idaho to spend all weekend working, uh, which is nice because, you know, it'll be a nice payday, whatever. But then uh, I get to drive back on 14 hours on Monday. There will be some fishing shenanigans involved. Uh, I'm looking forward to that part of the trip. But, uh, yeah, that's why we're doing both these episodes on the same weekend, since you like to ruin the magic every time. I mean, we ruin the magic every time we do this. <laughs> I like to ruin the magic. Every time I attempt to do magic, you always tell everyone where the, where the fucking rabbit is. Yeah, it's in his sleeve. The yeah. rabbit's in his sleeve. He's slipping it into the hat. So. It's okay. It, we're, we're pro wrestling friends. We can't help but try to ruin the magic anyway. Yes, absolutely. Now, when you say fishing shenanigans, do you mean like dwarf? No. Like Tim Conway's dwarf? No. Wait, are we old with these references, folks? <laughs> no, he uh, he means uh, speaking to underage girls on the internet. Wow. Just, did Tim I Conway do that? I don't need that ever. Well, nobody wow. needs it. Oh, God. I suddenly miss my brother. <laughs> well, he makes those jokes. He makes those jokes. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. Yes. Oh, is uh, this going to be like last week where we have a goal in mind, but we just talk about random shit? Last week was energy drinks and stuff. You mean soda. last week when we when we were recording a few minutes ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. Last week a few minutes ago. <coughs> oh. Well, oh. as you guys know, uh, for the first time ever on The Bracket, as we ended the show last week, uh, we, we changed the bracket on the fly because there was a, 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 a you know, uh, an omission. Because a fast one was being to pulled? Some. No fast oh. one. No oh, fast really? one. There was just much, you know, it was either Randy Orton or Don Morocco, and I went with Don Morocco because he actually had a meaningful Intercontinental Title <laughs> run. As when? To Randy Orton. <laughs> oh God, that's amazing. Uh-huh. Luckily, I luckily I screenshot our conversation, so when we, so when you are a lying piece of shit, I can prove it. <laughs> you gave me carte blanche to tweak with the bracket. I took two people. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. My word was when I saw the picture of the bracket. I have no notes. However. Yeah. If I was going to add something, replace Nakamura with China because people remember China's reign and she's a Hall of Famer. 
Nakamura uh, was a king with a douchebag on guitar. Yeah, and still had a great run. No. Yeah. I've had runs that were more entertaining than his run. No. It's a shit joke. It is. Is it yeah. a shit joke? Like, yeah. like as in terrible joke or like a actual Scheiser limerick? Oh, he's talking yes. about diarrhea. 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 Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. now, now we got now we got Shinsuke Nakamura talking about tiny balls on uh, Raw now. So already the draft is working out in his favor. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right, we're ready to kick this bracket off and uh, pick a winner? Yes. Not right. one Darso we'll has been week. played either. Not one Darso yes. has been played. And, hey, I'm ready to go. But, hey, oh, and for Cole, here are the rules. All right. <laughs> all right, there you have it. Those are our rules. Everyone here is apprised of them. So now we kick off round two of the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time bracket with Mr. Perfect versus Rob Van Dam. This is a match that actually happened once on TV, and I thought Mr. Perfect was going to have a great run after I saw this magical match. And uh, he followed it up with a great match with Stone Cold Steve Austin as well. Uh, And then Mr. Perfect just disappeared, and we were all sad. And, uh, you know, that was the last, uh, you know, really the last wrestling of any note that Mr. Perfect did. Um... So, yeah, Mr. Perfect RVD, this is a tough one for me. I always feel like Rob Van Dam was that that guy that never – he he was the first one, guy for me that I felt like really was the crowd's choice. He was the most over. He was the guy. The crowd had decided he should be the champion. He's our top guy. He's our favorite, and he never got that push. Mr. Perfect was the guy in the 80s and the early 90s that was in that spot where he was great. He was up there. He deserved to be the world champion, and he just didn't because of the time frame that he was in. Um, None of that has anything to do with the Intercontinental Champion other than is to say uh, both of these guys are kind of in a similar spot in wrestling history, and this is the toughest decision we've had to make so far because I love both of these men so much, but I'm just going to go Mr. Perfect. Yeah, it's it's no it's no wonder what could have what could have been if Mr. Perfect just did not get on that plane that day. Shit, legit, right? <laughs> <laughs> if he would just say one little moment, one little tiny fucking moment seals. You know, the fate. if he would have just showed up and said, "You know what? I'm gonna drive." <laughs> Something, but no, I think that was overseas, so we're kind of fucked in that regard. But yeah, when he came back in 2002. The matches he could have had had he not been fired after that plane ride from hell would just it would have been infinite because I I think 2002 had one of the best rosters that company has ever seen, yeah. uh, uh, but for the sake of content and uh, dividing it up, uh, Rob Van Dam he's he's one of those guys that was like could have been the guy but never the guy and like he had the tools to be the guy just there was always some circumstance you know whether it be creative, uh, him getting in trouble whatever the fuck uh but like you know we we never we always gloss over the fact that rob van dam in a lot of ways was ecw's legitimizer for me yeah mm-hmm. like you go back there was a lot of garbage wrestling a lot of fun wrestling a lot of you know non-superstar looking people having fun looking matches but then the, you have rob van dam who's clearly a one of these things doesn't look like the other he looked like a born and bred pro wrestling superstar in a sea of all the hardcore guys and there was maybe like three people of that caliber, but he stood out the most as like the Shawn Michaels, the Bret Hart of that company. You know, big fish, small pun. And, you know, just never, I don't, I just don't think he gets the accolades he deserves. So I'm going to use this 
as a way to do so. And it pains me to go against perfect, but I'm going to go with the whole fucking show. All right, Dino, the decider. Yeah, I mean, like, legitimately with those things that Ron had put into perspective of it, I mean, I I consider RVD to be the greatest world television champion of all time, if not mid-card, like, king. Not a worker, a king, because he fucking owned that mid-card. And even if they had him as the main event with the mid-card title, he would make it a main event, because he lived by the idea of he's not the show stealer, he's the whole fucking show. And so that, in ways, is a lot more legitimately with it. And yes, I will agree. Mr. Perfect, fantastic worker. If you watch his AWA shit, you watch anything that where, you know, outside of WWF, you see that, you know, this dude, he could have been something in the in the territory days if, you know, WWF decided to pull the trigger on him. However, RVD had that, again, legitimate background of it. He was in tough man competitions. He had, he in my opinion... He, they should have gave him the Mr. Perfect name instead of fucking Chuck Palumbo when they yeah. when they did that bullshit gimmick in WCW. But that's neither here nor there because Rob Van Dam is just like you know whatever. I'm not perfect. I just like yeah. to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And I'm gonna do a bunch <laughs> of kicks. I'm just gonna smoke a lot of weed, but that's cool. <laughs> you know, just he was a cool stoner. I never heard of really, Rob really Van Dam well. impression. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you. Um, he. But oh, like, you know, with his with his matches, like five star frog splash, that legitimately to me, that's the cherry on top of this match. And if he was feeling a little more extra, the van fucking Terminator, where he just completely destroyed you with a coast to coast with the chair. Like when he when he added his name to the moves, you understood why. Because they were so phenomenal, so like just out of this world entertaining. Well, as perfect plex, he had the perfect plex. I mean, it, it would look good. It yeah. looked fucking yeah. awesome with the giant, which it should have got a two count, if not a 2.9. But with RVD, like king of the mid card, and in my opinion, a, a much more recognizable intercontinental champion with memorable matches than Mr. Perfect. And that's just plagued by time. Imagine if Kurt it really had more, is. It really if fucking had is. more time, it would be, yeah. it could be a different fucking story. plane ride. <laughs> that fucking plane ride like uh... <sighs> okay RVD moving on to the next round <laughs> brings us to one Pat Patterson and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Ooh, yeah see it was fun picking Pat Patterson last week and I love bringing up the fact that the old man in his Stooges era who should be recognized for a lot more than that uh, he still had the biggest highest highest segment with shit on his underwear. You know that's just a fact of life, and uh, you'll never hear me not mention that anytime Pat Patterson comes up. Truth. But shit butt. Yeah, shit butt. Speaking of, I'm talking about <laughs> shit butt so many so much that I forgot who he's going up against. Um, <laughs> it's I'll find it. Steamboat. Steamboat. Oh, yeah. Rick, uh, Richard the Cool would be proud right now that uh, I forgot Ricky Steamboat. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I will correct myself because out of the two, I still have to go, I still have to go with Steamboat. Uh, Pat Patterson, you know, the, the first Intercontinental Champion, you know, that's, that's a fact. But, you know, given the, whole, given the whole history of him, you know, winning it, you know, I still go to the match that uh, Steamboat had with, uh, 
with Randy Savage as like the the first thing you think of when that title gets brought up. So Steamboat for me again. Yeah, for me, I I, I think. When it comes down to it, Ricky Steamboat's entire Intercontinental title run was he beat Randy Savage and lost to Honky Tonk Man. And, like, that's the gist of it. That's that's it. You know? He, so he, they, they had the greatest WrestleMania, arguably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, and then he lost to the greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. You know? Uh, and, and, and that was kind of it. You know, that cup of coffee promo really came true uh, because mm-hmm. after, after Steamboat won the belt, he was gone within months. And uh, then we went from the workhorse title to the honky tonk man's bullshit for a year and a half. <laughs> and uh, Pat Patterson, uh, I think, is synonymous with the Intercontinental title. When it all when it's all said and done, Ricky Steamboat will be remembered for a match, but Pat Patterson will always be remembered as the great as the first Intercontinental champion. So for me, it's Pat Patterson. Mm. As we stated last week, I ain't seen shit of that work. I just know him from <laughs> video games and everything. So Steamboat. Oh, you've seen right. shit. Oh, I've seen shit. I've seen poo-poo, poo-poo B. Highest so, rated segment. Highest, highest sharted segment. So <laughs> maybe he maybe he had a banana that day. Oh God. Brett the Hitman Hart versus <laughs> Ravishing Rick Rude, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and if you wow. put the letter S in front of Hitman. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it's quite as easy as just shouting Bret Hart over Rick Rude because, you know, Rick Rude, Ultimate Warrior, all that great stuff that we talked about last week. And uh, Rick Rude, uh, you know, will forever be an Intercontinental Champion in WWF. And that was, you know, the benchmark. Unfortunately, Hogan cock-blocked a lot of guys that really deserve to be the world heavyweight champion from being the world heavyweight champion in the 80s and rick rude is one of those casualties but rick rude did get a a world title run once he was over in wcw and all that stuff and every you know let's be honest he was the inner or he was the nwa champion and then he unified that belt with rick flair in real world uh nwa lies and pretends that it didn't happen but uh you know that's why roman reigns is the nwa champion as we speak because the WCW <laughs> slash NWA title was unified with the WWF title. So, boom. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, all that to say, I'm still going Bret Hart, guys. It's Bret Hart. Fuck off. Yep. <laughs> Ronald? Yeah, you got you got to go Bret Hart. And I'm trying to think of what Rick Rude, who would he paint on his tights this time? Against. Uh... Against Bret? <laughs> Maybe Helen. Yeah, it's yeah. Helen. Definitely Helen yeah. right on his crotch. Right on his crotch, you know. It'd be kind of it'd be kind of controversial if he did his like current wife. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were still going strong, he probably would do it too. So yeah, or if he was like alive. Yeah, that's why I meant going strong, as in like you know, strong pulse. Um, <laughs> what? Strong He's pulse. been dead for. It's not like it was. You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you it's think that good. Lloyd's and London contract good. is still going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to go, Bret Hart too. All right, next match, (laughs) the battle of the guitar shots, Honky Talk Man versus Jeff freaking Jarrett. Who's going to get whacked in the face? Y'all going to pick the wrong guy, so I'm just going to take a walk. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, while while we have guitar versus guitar, I'll pull some strings for my answer. Boom, I'm back. So uh, (laughs) I'm going to, I think out of the two, one is my childhood and the other 
still has the moniker of the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And, uh, you know, the question is always asked about Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? Well, not today. Because he's going against the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And I got to go honky tonkman for the win in this round. Well, as much as I pulled strings and put Jeff Jarrett over last week, uh, I'm going to do it again. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck oh. the honky tonk man. Honky tonk man was a time, was a, just a flash frame, a time, a time period. It was there. He captured lightning in a bottle in the eighties. And, uh, you know, it was great. He had one great run in his entire wrestling career, uh, as kind of a top guy. Cause you know, back in that time, the intercontinental champion would carry one, of the house shows and then the world champion would carry the other. So, you know, it was nice, but, uh, yeah, for all the reasons I said last week, Jeff Jarrett kind of being synonymous for me, uh, as the reigning intercontinental champion, whatever he was in the WWF slash WWE, uh, I got Jeff Jarrett moving on. So it's two against one. Go ahead, Bob. Well, I mean, you did, uh, you, you, I thought you were going to play a different tune today, but uh, oh. we're going to have to rely on Bob to pick a winner. <clears throat> now, acoustic to my guns on this. Ah! <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, I hate me for that. That was um, good, actually. That was so very thank good. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay. So. Going by the the names itself of the greatest intercontinental champion for Honky Tonkman, I mean, let's let's call right there what it is, folks. That man was honored to be the intercontinental champion. That man was proud to carry that title for the rest of his life, and so he has the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. And as somebody who is now back on the grind and not trying to get that that contract in any way, shape, or form. I will tell you this. He is the the lead to follow, folks. When you get to the majors, don't don't claw for a spot that everybody is going to be clawing for. You find yourself a nice, snug little position to where you may get a couple of belts or title reigns or two, but most importantly, you're going to get paid because then you can just sit pretty, do whatever it is you need to do, while at the same time, you know, you don't really have to carry the responsibility too much of the company. That's just going to change either way. So Honky Tonkman, proud to be the Intercontinental Champion. I'm sure if he found a way to infuse it into his skin, he would wear that Intercontinental Champion for the rest of his life. Well, as Jeff Jarrett always went for that world champion glory. And so therefore, always sticking with his gimmick, I got to go with Honky Tonkman and his dedication. Well, cool. So you're outvoted. Thank you very much. You're a beautiful audience. Thank you. Yes. You're outvoted. So is this Darso material? Who's outvoted? Because I went with Honky Tonk Man. Oh, you did went with Honky? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. he's talking me. to himself, Ron. Never mind. Yeah, I am talking to myself. Uh, yeah. No, I'm good with Honky. Let's go. The greatest intercontinental oh, champion. Oh, put that on a moving shirt. Moving further. <laughs> I'm good with Honkies. I'm good with Honky. Uh, I've got. I gotta say, I am shocked. Honky Tonk Man is still around. He deserves to be, right? Because we're talking about the Intercontinental Championship. But I, I'm a little shocked. I, you know, I thought for sure that we would get into this and we'd be taking personal preference over, like, you know, his story. But you know, this is we're 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 actually here keeping uh keeping the bracket pretty pretty uh in, in in the integrity is still here in this bracket. But uh, 
that's going to change. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, as much as we loved on Greg Valentine last week, me and uh, Dino over here, uh, I think this one is kind of, uh, you know, Greg Valentine was a great worker. He, he was a great heel. But uh, once we get into the personality and ticket drawing and all that, you know, uh, I think this is the end of the line for good old Greg the Hammer Valentine. I'm going Macho Man Randy Savage. Dino? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong on, on the, the personal preference of it alone, but also by the definition of it. While I said Greg Valentine looks like the classic professional wrestler that you'd go to the local show to watch, like, oh, Greg Valentine's going to defend this title and everything else, and he looks, you know, like the like the thing that he is. Uh, but at the same time, you can have those types of matches, and then you get to the main event, the main attraction, the visiting talent, if you will. To where Macho Man comes in wearing the either whether it be the poncho with the huge designs on it or whether he is the space exploring cowboy that we come to know and love him as or whether he be the Macho King. Either way, Macho Man Randy Savage dominates any type of division that he decides to take over. And I'm totally speaking from a fan perspective, as you can hear it in the wording, folks. Not so much of who the booker is making him. Macho Man Randy Savage is going to dominate this one in my eyes against Greg Valentine. Yeah, right. with Macho with Macho Man and uh Ricky Steamboat in this bracket, it's going to be very hard to topple those two and you know, who knows? They the it sounds like it sounds like the finals could end up being them, you know, who yeah. <laughs> who, who knows with this bracket. But you know, between these two, Greg Valentine, I I made a joke about how I I picked him just cuz I've seen more of his matches over Tito Santana, but this is he's going up against one of the pillars of the industry as far as recognizable superstars. You know, again, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to see a picture of a macho man and go, oh, that's A, the macho man, and B, that's a professional wrestler. I'm just wired to know that based on that look. And that's just really hard to come by nowadays. And uh, the, his body of work speaks for itself and is the reason for that. And his contributions to the Intercontinental Championship play a big role in that. So, all day, every day, well, I mean, for this round, rather. It's going to be the Macho Man for me. <laughs> All right. This is an interesting matchup and something I didn't know that uh, I would enjoy seeing until this very moment. But Gunther versus Goldust, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. That would be yeah, a lot see, of like, fun. Ronald? Gunther is, gonna, Gunther is one of those guys where, like, he has just a long list of people who you're going to have that reaction to. Oh, I didn't know I wanted that. Because yeah. he's like, he's the modern day Bret. <laughs> he's the modern day Bret Hart, where he can have everyone's best match. Yeah. <laughs> and you know i what can, what else can you say about goldust that hasn't already been said like the the it, the character is very doomed it's one of those things that it, it ain't gonna get the it ain't gonna get the longevity it got without the performer portraying it you know right. i think that's i think he's got undertaker talent in that regard where anybody else played a grim reaper it wasn't going to work so anybody else play this androgynous hollywood studios guy uh, I don't think it was going to work with anybody but 
Dustin. So, yeah. But I can't go Dustin here. Dino? Now, even if this was a real match, I can still see Dustin saying, okay, well, you know, I want to put him over. So let's have it really be something. And, like, he would really put his his love of the the business and the sport on how to put it over. While, you know, Walter Gunther – I still call him Walter because that's the name I knew him as, and it's fucking right, scarier right, yeah, than, yeah. you know, the fat kid from The Simpsons. But, um, like, it uh, – he he legitimately had me fan out when I went to Mania. Like, I was having a, a fun time and everything. I was with good company. But when his match came on where he took on Sheamus and, and, and Drew, um, like, I was watching – what I felt like my grandparents would watch every week when they would go to the Grand Olympic and watch the legends face off. I felt like I was watching a wrestler that I had only seen in the era of like the territories or the exchange talent overseas. Like this is the guy who literally has this presence about him. Yes, absolutely. I said, we said it last week. This is the greatest intercontinental title run in probably 25 ish years. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely insane what he's doing, uh, you know, since Ron would say Randy Orton, this is the greatest title run since Randy Orton. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, and I don't think we're, I don't think we're close to the end of it, end of it by any means. I think he's toppling the honky tonk man's record. I think that's finally going to go down. So uh, after Gunther, the honky tonk man will no longer be able to cl- cl- proclaim himself the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, because it's going to be Gunther who's moving on in this round so that brings us to the heartbreak kid sean michaels and the british bulldog davy boy smith ronald oh okay well i mean for all the reasons uh i said bulldog should move on over stone cold steve austin because uh, i will repeat stone cold steve austin's the worst intercontinental champion of all time <clears throat> just based on uh treatment of the title but uh and for all the reasons I moved Sean on earlier, I'm going to do the same here because, yes, like I said, in the 90s, Shawn Michaels highlight reel, you know, 80% of the time he's wearing that Intercontinental Championship around his waist. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to continue going for Shawn Michaels. Uh, yeah, I basically this, you know, if you want to pick a match, it's it's Bulldog, Brett, or the ladder match at WrestleMania 10. And I mean, Ooh, but I, the storyline with Owen in, in HBK with the Inziguri and the, in that whole thing. I mean, that intercontinental title run is really memorable. And uh, as much as I love bulldog and I love the match and I love Wembley stadium and all that, which by the way, we're getting another Wembley show finally after 30 something years. So uh, very excited about that. But uh, with that said, I'm going to go with Shawn Michaels here. Hmm. I don't remember how Michaels got the title other than the time that he cheated to get Bulldog's belt off of him. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was literally and, and, it. And yeah, well, I mean, and WrestleMania 10, you know, when, when they had the, the double belts and yeah. I thought Razor won that one. He did win. Yeah, right. You're right. Razor did win that, but they both had belts. Like oh. Sean won from Dean. D- didn't Sean beat Dean Douglas? And who hasn't? I don't know. Yeah, there's all kinds of. They, yeah, Sean had multiple <laughs> intercontinental title runs here. Ah, uh, I'm gonna have to go, Michaels. 
um, whether he wants to or not. All right. Moving on to the next match. Razor Ramon and Randy freaking Orton. Uh, this is easy Razor Ramon. Yeah, Razor All day, Ramon. Not even uh, Randy Orton. Yes, the spite in his voice is so delicious. <laughs> yes. Ronald, your turn. Well, I'm going to go with the, the longer of the reigning champions uh, of these two, and that's uh, that's going to be Randy Orton. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, Razor had it uh, for a cup of coffee a couple times and uh, lost it uh, in uh, questionable fashions. Uh, lost it to Jeff Jarrett, which automatically disqualifies him. Um, so, yeah, I got to go with Randall on that one. Well, cool. You're outvoted. It's two to one. Razor Ramon moving on <laughs> to the next round. Bob didn't vote. Yeah, he did. We both said, <laughs> yeah, Razor, said Ramon Razor at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, as much as I love the match with Foley, that like Randy should have had more good matches. To, oh, he to did. Make- you guys were just weren't watching, obviously. Yeah, because he was boring. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Moving on. Old people we're, win the day again. We're at the <laughs> we're at the elite eight, the final oh, eight the elite. participants. Yes. RVD Rob Van Dam taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This would be a hell of a match, honestly. I Man, would uh, love to see this Steamboat's match. Steamboat probably still fucking go too. <laughs> oh yeah, right now they could do it. Yeah. Ooh, I don't uh, know. Right? Yeah, right now. Yeah, I would like to see it right now. Fucking yeah. RVD yeah, brings fine. his girlfriends with them too. It'd be tight. <laughs> hell yeah. Hey, either way, if you take the belt, I'm going home a winner. <laughs> <laughs> So, we got another one. <laughs> we got another one. The ultimate yeah. white meat baby face family guy versus Rob Van Dam, who lives with two porn stars. <laughs> Loves yes. his wife and kid and does the best uh, he can. Well, yeah. Now that we're now that we're uh, looking at the elite eight and seeing what the the field looks like, ah, uh, for match for for match possibilities, I think I'm gonna go with Van Dam on this one. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Um. Oh, this one's really a really tough for me. Um, I I mean, I honestly, if I'm just looking back in my memory, even I think RVD has a more memorable Intercontinental Title run than even Ricky Steamboat, because like I said, Ricky Steamboat is basically winning at WrestleMania three and losing it to Honky Tonk Man. So I think I'm gonna go RVD here. Yeah, this is a clean sweep on this one, man. Like I said, mm. RVD's had a lot more memorable matches, whether they be on pay-per-view or just weekly television. Uh, Steamboat can have fantastic matches here and there, but as an Intercontinental Champion, it really just boils down to that one full-on match and then a moment that cemented someone else's legacy in time. So, All right. Man. This is the fun one. Here a it is. A clean sweep. A clean sweep on Ricky Steamboat. That's, that's yeah. unheard of. <laughs> Kick brick, Steamboat Ricky. Here we go. Brett the Hitman Hart and Honk E. Tonkman. Oh, Ronald? my gosh. <laughs> showcase of the Immortals. Yeah, Showcase of the Immortals. We got, we got a gimmick that is as American as apple pie, and we have someone who is as Canadian as bacon. Uh, Elvis you know, they, is really big in Canada. You know... <laughs> You know, it's funny because we always say Bret Hart has everyone's best match. I bet you he would have Honky's best match, too. It would be the most technical Honky Tonk Man match of all times. Actually, um, actually, now that you mention it, my actual favorite Honky Tonk Man match of all time is a six-man cage match. It's uh, Honky's with Bret and Anvil, 
against mm. uh, Tito Santana, Rick Martel, and I can't remember <laughs> the sixth person off the top of my head. But it's a really cool finish. The final two, it's uh, Tito Santana and Honky Tonk Man. And they're uh, they're both on the top rope on the side of the cage fighting for position. And then finally Tito pops Honky and he does the old crotch spot on the top rope. And so Tito's able to escape the cage. It's a, it's a great match. It's wonderful. It's got Brett and Honky in the same match. So you're correct, sir. <laughs> I am correct, sir. And that, that sixth person in that match was probably Don Morocco. I was going to say, is it Morocco? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just probably can't remember him. Uh, oh, I well, kind of I mean, want to say Greg Valentine, but I'm not positive. Oh, see, Mrs. Fratelli in that match is pretty damn good, too. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so... Uh, I can't believe we spent this much time on this matchup because, of course, it has to be the Honky Talk Man moving forward. I mean, he has the moniker of the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Brett doesn't have that. He's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. That has doesn't mention the intercontinental championship at all. Or being the greatest. Yeah, or being the greatest. You're just the best? Oh, way to sell yourself short there, bud. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dino. Honky Talk Man. <laughs> I don't got to explain shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't be like, this fucking asshole on this show. He's just doing it to cause anarchy. Like, yeah, that's what that's okay. Anarchy. This is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time bracket. And therefore, the Honky Tonk Man is moving on to the <laughs> final four. I thought for sure there was a first round out in the Honky Tonk Man getting upset in this bracket. But uh, this is the most integrity-drenched bracket we've ever done. And the Honky Tonk Man Intercontinental Champion beats Bret Hart the greatest. to move on to the final four. The greatest wow. intercontinental champion of all time. Not Darso material. That's that's no. that's shocking. Yeah. Randy the Macho Man Savage taking on Gunther. Oh. I'll give this to Dino first. This would be great. Ooh, yeah, that's the thing. Like what, what I stated earlier for, for Gunther's uh, second round uh, against Gold Dust, like this would uh this would have been like you would have to build the story for it um like really feel the sympathy for it while as randy savage in this type of situation could take on a man like gunther like gunther could literally just come to the ring beat the shit out of him to almost to like damn near death and people would be you know miss elizabeth crying or whatever and then he gets ready to chop miss elizabeth or something and then randy makes the save and then it's complete wildfire and then, like, by the end of it, like, Savage is, like, you know, you know, just telling Gunther, like, you you want to mess with the Macho Man? Like, just screaming and everything, like, eyes bugging out. And, you know, at the time of, uh, like, Gunther could probably come out first. And then Savage attacks him. And it's a brawl all the way up to the entrance ramp, all the way into the ring. After they're, you know, getting thrown into the guardrail and chopped and everything, going into the crowd. And then, like, by the time you're in the match, like, Gunther has the upper hand beating the shit out of the Macho Man. And Macho's got to fight back literally from bedrock. And then finally, you know, something happens to where he gets the upper hand. And Gunther gets laid out. 
Macho Man heads up to the top, big elbow drop, one, two, three. What a woman, what a man. <laughs> I took the long way of just saying I'll never bet against the Macho Man Randy Savage. So Randy Savage. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, I don't know, like, you know, Gunther, you know, when it comes to the upper hand, you know, that upper hand is going to chop the shit out of you. And but what uh, if they take that upper hand? That's the, oh, that's the drama, baby. I oh, love he'll it. Take, he'll take the upper hand, the lower hand, every which way that hand will swing. He's going to eat it. Middle hand. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to chop into a slim gym. And, you know, I, I would love to see Ooh. a spot. I want to see a spot where, like, he fucking chops the shit out of Miss Elizabeth and she no-sells it. And she just doesn't feel it because, you know, she's always on smack. So, yes. um... So I think for that alone. Yeah, I got to go Gunther on this one, even over the Macho Man. I'm picturing Gunther as like the uh, the overseas representative of Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going to chop into a Slim Jim. But chop into a Slim Jim. You know, he just chops the shit out of it. Oh, and plus, I love good. all the memes. Of, I love all the memes of Gunther like swinging for the fences on an ass. Yes. I use that as a reaction a lot of times too. <laughs> oh, well, this is awesome. The table is set for me right here. Macho Man Randy Savage, one of the all-time greats. Uh, you know, had a had, had a really solid, good intercontinental title run. Um, but I think I can see into the future here, and and I think since the honky tonk man has already moved on, I think it's a good time for an upset. Another upset. I got Gunther over Macho Man Randy Savage as far as Intercontinental title goes. So I don't think it would be an upset at all. No, because it would be I, a hard-fought battle. Like, there's the commentary could put it over as an upset, but honestly, like if you know Savage, you'll know that he's like going to make it look like he is literally oh, yeah. to the last yeah, l- yeah. L- limb, and then Gunther just being the monster that he is, seeing him get to the moment of weakness it's going to mean something in that story. Like he goes to chop like an exposed turnbuckle or savage moves when he hits a post and he's like, ah, and he's working it through the whole match and he has to switch hands and like it. Oh, wow. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Macho man would go through, Macho man would go through a heart fought battle and like, yeah, just barely get beat. Whereas, you know, hockey talk, man, he, he squashes Brett legit squashing Brett done. (laughs) Taps out on the lockup. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> you know, I was, I was ready to do business. I was ready to do business. And, you know, Honky Tonkman, he was a, a better athlete than me. Uh, I'm admitting that he is the best, if not the greatest, intercontinental champion. <laughs> oh. You got to do it in serious Brett fashion, too. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And just looking to the side of the interview. <laughs> All right. Shawn Michaels or Razor Ramon. Oh, I'll this go first. This never happened. <laughs> yeah, this never happened at all. So, wow, fantasy booking. Yes, I got Sean. It's just the way the bracket worked out. Um, you know, th- this is a a very surprising bracket. I don't think anyone had RVD, Honky Tonk Man, and Gunther in their final four for the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. But here we are, and now it's just down to Sean or Razor. And uh, in spite of the outcome of that great uh, magical ladder match that happened, I'm going Sean. He's my first Intercontinental Champion. He will always be my Intercontinental Champion. Sean, Mike. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, those matches, you know, uh, I think Razor won both. No, I think he lost the second one. 
I don't know. I forgot. But the first one is what matters. The WrestleMania one. And even though Shawn Michaels lost the match, he definitely won the long and the big the big picture. And because that really that performance put him on the map as, oh, this guy is a top guy. Let's begin. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to stick with Shawn on this one. Well, I'm outnumbered. So uh, oh. Shawn wins. I was choosing Razor. Nice. And here we are. Final four. Nobody has used a Darso. So all the fuckery is up for debate for the final four. Wow. Rob Van Dam versus the Honky Talk Man. I never thought this would be a matchup we'd be talking about on this show for any reason, because there's no reason to book this match in any kind of, you know, oh, fantasy booking. What are you there's, talking about? You don't like uh, money? <laughs> hates money. Wow. I just, I'm not saying I wouldn't book this match on a show, but this is not something that I don't think either of us would ever just be like, hey, we did a fantasy draft. You know what sounds like a fantasy match? Honky Tonk Man versus RVD. I'm with I'm w- New Legacy Inc. We book shit like this all the time. I'm willing to <laughs> bet that Virgil this match. In a ladder match. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that this match happens somewhere on an indie. Oh, it has to have happened. Oh. Like, that, oh, there's no way that doesn't exist, especially. Dude, this, yeah, I, I, let me I, check this shit out. We're going to look that up. I'm pretty sure Tonkman has wrestled the damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, as far as these two, you know, you know, I got you got to you got to ask yourself, you know, Rob Van Dam has a has a litany of nicknames. The whole effing show, the Van Daminator, the Van Terminator. He is uh, I know there's Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Saturday Night. Uh, when he was in TNA, Mr. Impact, he had all these accolades, all these nicknames, except the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Who had that? Honk E. Tonkman had it. And, uh, you know, as much as uh, Rob Van Dam legitimized ECW, came in, became a big star for the big company, it's not the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. That belongs to one man, and that's Honk. Okay. This fucker is the only person who calls himself the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Not one person ever is like, oh, yeah, Honky Tonk Man is the greatest. He's had a nice little run. It's been fun. It's been cute. It's been adorable. But God damn it, Rob Van Dam. Do, but you do know? you notice how Comment. no one else? Do you notice how no one else calls themselves the greatest center Connell champion of all time? Because they and they don't have the balls to. Because they that. went on to bigger yeah. and better things and achieved no, things. They, they, well, they nobody corrects them once in a while. No, they just, they just you know they don't want. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> nobody corrects him when he says he's exactly. The nobody corrects him. Yeah. So. They don't say self-proclaimed or anything. They literally say the greatest center Connell champion of all time. I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, it's inarguable. Mm. <laughs> oh. So am I, am I outnumbered on this one? What? Yeah. I think I only picked. Did you pick Tonkman? I'm picking picked, Tonkman. Yeah, I picked the RVD. Oh, the, okay. the RVD. The RVD? Okay, so here's my problem. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't use the Darso at the finals, and I damn sure am not going to have Honky Tonkman be the goddamn winner of a bracket ever. <laughs> so... Fucking play the music, Ronald. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it took so many rounds. It took so many rounds of moving Honky Tonk Man to get Cole to play as Darso. I thought for sure he was going to play it when he was up against Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, you would think. Had China been in this bracket, I would have been Darsoing her all day. But uh, <laughs> since Honky Tonk Man was the only questionable 
insertion in this uh, in this bracket. He was going to be my dark horse, but now he's not. No, he's no hey, longer. Final in four. Final four. Final four. Yeah, you hey, know, solid final man. four. The Santino spot. I think Santino was final four in the Canadian bracket. Wow. Yes. Santino yes. Morella, top four greatest Canadian wrestler of all time. Should have been in this bracket. <laughs> I tried, but you wouldn't let me. <laughs> no, he was on the outside. You I was going to Darso if you if Steve Austin put, made it. <laughs> yeah, you put Kakamura in here. The yeah, worst version too. of Nakamura. <laughs> well. All right. Rob Van Dam in the finals. <laughs> My Darso is now burned. Oh, no. Gunther? Can you Darso a Darso? No. no. Shit. I hate rules. Yep. <laughs> rules. Rules are terrible. Suck. <laughs> Gunther versus Razor Ramon. <laughs> oh, but before we get to that, I will say, I have voted the opposite way so that I could Darso my own vote to make sure that someone got to the next round because I know how to cheat the system. <laughs> yeah, we got. Yeah, and we're gonna have a meeting about that one. That sounds illegal too. <laughs> uh, but Gunther or Razor Ramon, Ronald? Oh, Gunther and Razor Ramon. You know, Gunther has been the surprising one for me because, you know, even though he's doing great things with the Intercontinental Championship now, you know, the nostalgia and the all of the history behind the Intercontinental Championship kind of, you know, kind of takes priority over the goodwill that they're attempting to do now. But it also just happens to be with the person who I think is the best in-ring worker going today and as much as i love razor and godspeed and r.i.p scott hall the work that gunther is doing today is just makes me you know believe that wrestling could be great again bell to bell so my god gunther in the finals of the intercontinental champion bracket hopefully (laughs) uh dino Legitimately, the only matches that I do remember of Razor do involve a ladder. So, yeah, I'm going to... What about the diaper? Totally forgot about the diaper. Yeah, the crybaby match. It's infamous. The crybaby match. I completely forgot about it. I need to go back and watch New Generation again. Yeah, it's it's a whole... It brings a whole new meaning to taking the powder. I really... (laughs) Thanks. um, Plus, like, I want to see the reign of Backlund. So... um. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, as legendary as the status of Razor Ramon in the Intercontinental title goes, especially with that ladder match, um, Gunter brings back not just the nostalgia of the Intercontinental title meaning something, but also of the old champions, the ones that they hold on such a pedestal, as well as the you know, the ones that are like, oh my god, this guy held it for this amount of time, this many years, and it presents itself with that I mean, let's just call it what it is of, of pure classic wrestling or classic pure wrestling of the times that you go to the Madison Square Garden and you see San Martino or anything else happen around that time. So I, I I hold it up to Gunther because, you know, it it feels like I'm in a time capsule at the same time just watching this guy beat the bejesus out of anybody that they put with them. And even if it is one opponent or two opponents that are just as equally as a bruiser as he is. Um, I honestly look forward to it more than, you know, I mean, not, not dissing Brock Lesnar's spam fests of German suplexes, but I love the fact that Gunter is able to mix up the moves 
and catch you with a lariat, catch you with a powerbomb, catch you with a dropkick out of nowhere. And so, yeah, that's why I go with Gunther on this one. Wow. Clean sweep for Gunther going into the finals. And I don't think going into this bracket right here that anyone would have predicted RVD versus Gunther in the finals. But that's where we are today, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, uh, I got to say for this matchup, this could be one of the all to if like if this were a real match that could happen this could go down as one of the all-time great matches in history um for when van dam has someone who can really go across from him he is absolutely great i mean van dam's always good don't don't get me wrong but like when he had a jerry lynn across from him like he Ooh. was on next level i yeah. mean like he's rob van dam versus gunther if they got like 30 to 40 minutes and they just went hard this could be an all-time show-stealing classic. It's really hard for me to <laughs> say that Gunther is the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time while his Intercontinental Championship is still running and we don't know the future, but I'm going to fucking do it. I've got Gunther as the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, Ronald. Oh, yes, and I would wholeheartedly agree with you, uh, and I do. I do, but for the sake of content and for the sake of our guest being the decider, <laughs> I'm going to go Rob Van Dam, and I literally am happy either way because Rob Van Dam has the body of work that is undeniable, one of the greatest hybrid wrestlers ever to like incorporate the high-flying stuff, the storytelling, the hardcore stuff. The guy's a jack-of-all-trades and just one of those guys that just always scratched and tickled the top guy position but just never got there and it's a travesty and uh you know dare i say this match can happen today and it'll be fantastic and uh nobody is a loser watching this match <laughs> but i gotta go rvd just for nostalgia reasons and yes for dino to be the decider of who is the greatest intercontinental champion of all the times at the creative team As stated earlier, Rob Van Dam is the king of the mid-card. He makes the championship below the, the flag of the company just completely shine with monumentous prestige. And like you said, anybody that has been put against him will be brought to their best, especially if they are even close to being on the same level as him. Um, and while at the same time, yeah, nobody is going to be disappointed in a matchup like that because we've seen him take on my gossip. We've seen him take on balls Mahoney randomly yeah. in an impromptu match where you're just like, holy shit. Like, you know, he brings out literally the a game in everyone, even if you would think that they were like a C level performer. Um, I, you know what? I really think he actually, I think Rob Van Dam was was one of the guys that helped take Undertaker to a new level. Like mm -hmm. when when they had that that hardcore title run. Now that you you know you mentioned it, speaking of the undercard title king, uh, you know uh, that match that Van Dam had with Taker. As much as it elevated Taker in the eyes of WWE fans, I think it also um, it, it it also gave Taker like a a, a new chapter in his playbook. Like it, it was another mm -hmm. thing, and I really think it helped. You know, that whole 
like a lot of no most people don't like the american badass run right like most people fucking hate it they shit on it but for me if we didn't have that run we never would have humanized undertaker as a human being and Mm -hmm. that the matches he had with sean like all the legendary stuff he had later after that uh wouldn't have been as good even the match with kurt angle the stuff with brock like all that is part of this run and i think van dam as much as undertaker gave him the rub he totally set Undertaker in a new light in the eyes of wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, definitely not a fan of the American badass gimmick because I'm just like, okay, you are literally just a tall redneck on a motorcycle. That's cool. <laughs> I'm like, just go go back to Mean Mark. <laughs> like, uh, honestly, I would have worn a Mean Mark shirt. Fuck but, yeah, dude. Big ginger. Legit. <laughs> but like, you know, as we said, RVD, he really just it really didn't matter who that you, you put him against. He would bring out the best of them. And as you stated, as a prime example, he made Undertaker literally shed a skin and just shine in a new light to a lot of people and even for himself. Um, so, you know, that being said, uh, I'm going to go Gunter. <laughs> <laughs> because this is about the Intercontinental Championship, not as a worker entirely. And RVD has able to as we I've stated at the beginning of this bracketing, he's been able to take any belt, whether it be the hardcore championship with his match against Jeff Hardy, whether it be the intercontinental championship with the ladder match against Eddie Guerrero or whatever, or whether it be defeating John Cena for the heavyweight championship to a riotous crowd. Damn near. Like it was literally wrestling in a minefield. RVD is more than the intercontinental championship. So, which is why I don't consider him the greatest champion, uh, intercontinental champion, but all around one of the greatest all around performers in the, in the sport of professional wrestling in history. So, well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is definitely our most recency bias fucking bracket of all time. <laughs> Gunther, the current intercontinental champion, the greatest Woo! intercontinental champion of all time, according to the creative team. So, so therefore it is gospel. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is right up there with new day is the greatest faction of all time. So <laughs> solidified and, uh, and agreed upon. Doink the clown wins the new generation bracket yes. as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Doink the clown new generation. God. Yes. Well, speaking of clowns, uh, that's what we are uh, <laughs> doing this bracket every time we do this bracket. But next week, ladies and gentlemen, we, we have a top 10 for the ages. And uh, we're going to be swimming in the vicinity of Father's Day. So uh, what better top 10 to come up with than the top 10 best pops in history? Oh, yeah. See what I did there? Yes. We're going to talk about oh. the greatest crowd reactions we've ever seen in our Ooh. lifetime as wrestling fans. Yes, it's a pun, Bob. It's a pun. I Dino. thought you meant like greatest pops and like wrestlers who are dads. Oh, that'd be great. Well, no, I mean, we just did a top 10 moms bracket and the top 10 dads bracket so. wouldn't be the greatest thing ever because <laughs> it would just be, be Vince McMahon 10 times. Yeah, it would just be Vince McMahon 10 times. Yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it there. <laughs> But we're going to talk about the times we've seen wrestling where we had the biggest crowd reactions we've ever seen. That means we get to go and reach into our memory bank and talk some monumentous pops. Cole, you got to have your pops, right? I mean, when you pitched it, I thought we were going to be talking about your uh, figure collection on your wall there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> on that episode. I can't choose top 10. <laughs> so 
Well, all right. Top 10 uh, crowd reactions, a.k.a. pops of all time next week on the pod. So for today, thank a big special thank you to Dino Winwood. He kind of saved our butts today. We had a different guest lined up, but uh, he had an emergency. He had some life happening. He had some things go on. And uh, at the very last minute here, Dino uh, jumped up and saved our bacon. So thank you, good sir. Do you have any, uh, anything to uh, talk about post? I mean, you're retired now, so, you know. Yes, uh, I have I have retired from professional wrestling. I'm tired of the grind. So <laughs> I'm just back to being a fan, fully opinionated, however, with actual experience. So it's fun to shut down marks who don't know what they're talking about. Um, in order for me to, to watch me do that, uh, follow me on Twitter at Howdy Price DW. Uh, you can also catch me on my Twitch, just making random shit and e-fetting, as most retired wrestlers do. Uh, at twitch.tv slash D Windwoods Ghost. Also catch me on W3, that's Andrew Everett and uh, Courtney Rush, the vessel for Rosemary's uh, weekly uh, pro wrestling variety show that's on twitch.tv slash Andy E Plays. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. So always happy to be a guest on this show and uh, shoot the shit with you guys. It's always nice to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yes. You have a special place in our hearts and our show. Anytime you want to come on, you're free to do so. I enjoy having you. And yes, you did save our ass today. In case of emergency, break glass for Dino. And Dino <laughs> was that today. Cole, I got nothing else to say except congratulations to Gunther as the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time during his first reign as the Intercontinental Champion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being with us this week. Check us out next week for another exciting top 10. So, for Dino Winwood and my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn, I am Cole Dawson saying thank you, we love you, and good night. Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team. Team.